This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 553 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and joining me once again from Melbourne, Victoria from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au it is Mr. Glenn Lavender. How are you, mate? Me? Yep, don't care. We've got to move on. Let's go. What's, okay. what's happening this week? What? What have you been up to in here's the last... A, here's a, here's a it's been thing. three well, weeks. I... What have you been up to in the last three weeks? Well, I've been coughing. <laughs> oh, why? I've had a cold for like six weeks. <laughs> Coughing and spluttering and cannot stop bloody blowing my nose and yeah and I've, well, lost, I've, lost, I've completely lost all, all sense of taste and smell and there's some people say I've had, never had any taste but um, no taste or smell you, you, whatsoever. You got COVID. Well, it's possible, I guess. I mean, I didn't test myself, but um, yeah, obviously something's and, gone. And given that um, you never leave the house, it doesn't really matter. Well, pretty much, yeah. You know, except dropping the kids at school. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, uh, literally zero, zero taste whatsoever. Yeah, right. To the point that I made that's got to be good uh, for weight loss. Green... Well, not <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I mean, I made a, I made a green chicken curry last night, Thai yeah. green chicken curry, which apparently was quite spicy. I couldn't even taste the heat. Oh wow! Let alone the flavour. The, the flavour. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, but not even not even any sense that it was a, a spicy dish. I mean, like zero. Wow. I can taste I can taste texture and temperature. Yeah, right. And that is it. How bizarre! So, um, not a lot of fun. No. Yeah, and like, I had ice cream the other day, and it was like it's the weirdest thing. It's got zero flavour. It's just <laughs> cold and soft. <laughs> yeah, and that's all it is. It's oh, like. Wow. A, a, it's nothing, yeah. It's like, oh, this is not pleasant to eat. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a bit, it's been a bit strange. I hope it uh, normalises soon. Well, weeks of not, nothing. And I hear this can last for six or eight months. Wow. So if you lose your if you lose your um, your sense of taste, it can take a yeah right. long period of time. So that's wow. not a lot of not a lot of fun. Okay, and, have you finished yourself? your you uh, secret to- squirrel? Oh, I've been up to lots, well, but have you yeah, finished well, actually, your secret have, squirrel I have, project? I have, I have finally fi- well, I finished the shooting. We've finished the image selections. Yep. It looks like, from what I can gather in the translation from Japanese to English, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it looks like I'm the, the other person who was supposed to be shooting hasn't come through with anything by the sounds of it, and so it looks like I'm the only, that's only my images they're going to be using. Wow. Is, but that's if I'm reading what they're saying correctly, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And, of course, as per usual, hmm. all the best images aren't being used. Of course. <laughs> Get, I mean, I, I don't know if I should have said this before or not, And uh, yeah. but, uh, okay, I was supposed to be shooting urban stuff, yeah, yep. and yeah, fun in the city and all that kind of jibe, yep. but I took a photo of a chicken, <laughs> right, and I sent it to him kind of as a joke. Which side of the road was it on? Uh, it was right in the middle. It was crossing. <laughs> no, it's chicken in this field, uh, and I took a photo of his chicken, and I sent it kind of as a joke, and they've chosen. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how hard it is to shoot for these things. <laughs> if, if it, if it, uh, uh, it's like. Seriously, guys, you, this 
awesome <laughs> view of this city street with you know, beautiful starburst lights and yep. blurred trams and car headlights <laughs> and you know, be- beautiful blue hour coloration and yeah yeah and you're not going to use that but you'll use this photo of chicken <laughs> and you'll wonder why it's hard to do these bloody jobs it's, yeah right. um, <laughs> So that that was that's that's challenging. So the only thing left to finish off is is the video, yeah. Um, and that kind of requires them to finalise the the exact images they want to use. So has yeah. has the video walk and the filming been done? Uh, it's all been done. Yes, yeah, yeah. just a matter of the editing yeah. and yeah. including the images and yeah. getting all the fonts and stuff in the right spots and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. So that's all done. So I'm returning, supposed to return the lenses this week. Uh, but of course, with sick kids, I'm not going anywhere. So yep. Yep. they're still stuck. Mind you, there's three of them, and I know where two are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this. And of course, the, the, the one I can't, I don't know where, I haven't really looked, but there's one that I don't know where it is. It's one of the prototype ones. So yeah, the, the $100,000 lens yeah, or whatever right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be laying around somewhere. <laughs> Put it on a shelf or so, I don't know. I have no it'll idea be, where it is. It'll be underneath a speaker or oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like, how, used as a bookend on the bookcase. <laughs> where the hell could it be? You know? So that's that's kind of a, somewhat amusing. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll maybe I should look for that today. Actually, now it's <laughs> it's, it's it's a little concerning because you know normally you'd see it as you're walking around. Oh, there it is. You know. Uh, no, uh, I've <laughs> kind of been keeping it out of the corner of my eye look for about three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I must also admit, the other prototype one, I think I know where it is. I haven't actually looked to confirm either. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, maybe they shouldn't trust me with these things. Yeah. It's probably, uh, <laughs> or, or just... Acknowledge the fact that if you're sending to me, you're not getting them back. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's a far, far better way of doing stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and what have you been up to the last three weeks? Oh, mate, everything. We bought a house. Really? You bought a house? Yes. Um, wow. So we we, um, we went under contract on our place uh, yeah, I saw that. Three, yep. three weeks ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. So that kind of put us in a good position where we could – actually go around and start making some genuine offers on places and the thing was we had two houses that we were looking at that we yeah we kind of liked one of them kath was pretty keen on i was kind of on the fence with it and we'd sort of thrown an offer and they hadn't nibbled at that and and i had said to kath you know maybe whatever we're gonna buy just hasn't come on the market yet you know yeah. And, and and she was like, we really need to nail something down before we leave for Alaska because we need that, you know, settling period to be going while, going while yeah. we're yeah. away. And I, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, we do. So a place that had been on the market for a while, we, we thought we'd go and have a look at last weekend, went under contract on the Friday night. Yeah. <sighs> And then suddenly this other place pops up that we hadn't even seen listed. So, you know, I don't know if it it had been on the market because we later found out that it had been under contract and had fallen through. And we looked at it and Kath said, have a look at this place, see what you think. I looked at it and I went, "Mm, yeah, it looks okay. Well, I suppose we can go and have a look at it. But there was no open home scheduled for last Saturday. So I said, ring the agent, see whether we can get in and have a look. 
Yeah. So she rings the agent. The agent says, look, I'll be tied up with open homes till one o'clock. Uh, I'll ring the, uh, the vendor and I'll get back to you. So he rings us back and he says, yeah, I can get you in there at two o'clock this afternoon. So we went, great. Gross. So we walked into this place and I kid you not, both of us just, we were in the first room. We hadn't even seen the rest of the house and we've just gone, yeah, this is it. Wow. Just unbelievable how you you just walk in and you just get that feeling like oh yeah this is the the vibe this is the one and we look through the rest of the house and it was just like yep this ticks all the boxes for both of us i guess my only reservation with it is it's a small it's a small suburban block yeah you know so your neighbors are close by i ideally would love to be on a bigger block but we just don't have the funds for the size yeah. of block that I would like. But in all other respects, it is great. There is a fourth bedroom which I will be using as my studio, and the current owner is using it as his computer streaming room as well. So, no, it all works well. It's a, it's a beautiful house. Only got its initial occupancy certificate in August of last year. Jeez. So it was only built in the last 18 months. The couple who built it have now decided to separate and go separate ways. And ah. um, so, uh, yeah, so we basically got ourselves a brand new home, had the building inspection done yesterday. There's nothing wrong with the joint. Yeah, so we're really excited. And, oh, you, should, uh, you should be. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. So it's been a, a long, tedious process. As anyone who's ever been through the buying and selling of houses would know, it is not a fun process. So now I'm, you know, dreading the idea of having to pack up this place, but can't wait to be moved into the new place. Yeah, of course, <laughs> you know? of course. So, so there's all that happening. Uh, the last time we spoke, three weeks ago, I mentioned that there was a possibility, but no guarantee, uh-huh, that I yes. might end up going out and shooting for Landline, the ABC right. TV show. Yeah. Uh, which, for those of our listeners outside of Australia, Landline is a show which covers stories of rural significance and interest. It's all about cows. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, cows and ditches and fences. <laughs> or in this case, river red gums. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Next to the fence. Yeah, that's right. The river, yeah. yeah. So um, the, the girl who's doing the story, who's one of our journos in Newcastle, she'd pitched the idea to Landline. They'd said, yes, we love it, go for it. She'd gone out on Monday week ago, so, you know, 11, 12 days ago, and... The day they went out to shoot, it absolutely bucketed with rain and they couldn't do anything. They got to shoot one interview, which they had to do indoors, which she didn't really love the idea of. Yeah. Because this whole story is about these river red gums and the regeneration program that is underway in the Hunter Valley and so on and so forth. And so she had said to me, we're going to shoot all these interviews on the Monday, but there's a guy that I can't interview until Friday, so I might have to go back out on the Friday. And in the three days in between, she came to me and she said, didn't get to shoot anything on Monday because of the rain. Are you still good for Friday? And I'm like, yeah. And she went, great, we're going to have about four or five interviews to do. I was like, yes. So I had to give myself a crash course in the Panasonic Lumix GH5, Uh, which I'd not used before. And one of the things that they told me was the ABC ships it with some presets saved into the custom memory slots. And generally the principle is shoot on custom setting one. So I went, okay, so I've got out there and, you know, we started shooting and 
one of the things I realised was that in the custom setting, in this first custom slot, they had it set to auto ISO. And I thought, that's a weird thing to do. But I thought, oh, I'll leave it. That's the way ABC likes it shot, then that's the way I'll go, you know. And I'd taken my A7 III with me and my own tripod as well, so I could, you know, maybe set up a second camera angle for a couple of shots. Yeah. And, of course, with my own camera, I set a fixed ISO and, you know, I let it roll on a couple of shots just as a second angle. Yeah. And what I noticed when I got back and actually looked at my footage was that the cloud was moving across the face of the sun. Of course, yeah. And, of course, that meant that the shots off my Sony were sometimes dark, sometimes cooked. And I thought to myself, that's why they have it set to auto ISO, because that way the camera can just deal with the changes in light if that sort of thing should happen. So that was something you're I also dealing learned. with people who don't know anything. The people doing most of the filming have no idea about gear yes. and light and et cetera, so you, you have to dumb it down for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And something else I learned from, from Romy, the, the girl who's doing the story, she talked about, and, and this was obviously something she'd learned in her training as a reporter, they have this concept of tell the story in five shots, and it's all about have a couple of close-ups, have some mid-range, have a wide-angle view, and then, you know, maybe something that's a bit more creative or out-of-the-box out thinking with regards composition yeah. and framing and all that sort of stuff. And that was not a concept I'd ever uh, heard of or encountered before. So that was interesting. But overall, had an absolute but, uh, but ball of a day. Yeah. No, it, you have, because in shoots, that, that last nude shoot you did, I told you to do exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Start wide, get big scene, go oh, closer, yeah. close. So it's the same principle all the time, be it photo or video, oh, yeah. is, is is capture as many viewpoints of the same thing, but have a system where you always do that, you know? Yeah. And if you if you capture that range, you'll never go, oh, I wish I'd, I had, didn't see that sign there. I wish I'd got that, more of that in or whatever it may be. Yeah. If you get into the habit of, you know, shooting a bigger the, the, the yep. scene as a whole and then narrowing your viewpoints down. You, yep. Yeah. It gives you a lot of creativity to work with. So yeah. I can certainly see why they do that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it, it, was, it was Yeah, it was good. So I had a lot of fun doing it. And Romy said, oh, it is so nice to have you along who is so, you know, passionate and excited about doing this, you know. So uh, she said, you know, you'll probably end up getting tapped on the shoulder for more of this type of stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah, bring yeah. it on, you know. Nice stuff. <laughs> so, well, good stuff, buddy. So the, the, um, th- that particular story won't get... I think they're looking at editing through September and it probably won't go to air until October. So uh, yeah. it'll be a little just while whilst, off. Just whilst you're away. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so to come back to the house thing, we will arrive back in Australia and we will have precisely two weeks and two days before settlement. We settle on a Tuesday. And within that couple of weeks, we are going to have to pack up this house. And then I'm taking a couple of days off the Monday and the Tuesday to facilitate the move between this place and the new place. So how exciting. So you come back to a whole new life. Yes. Come back to a whole new life just about. That is it. Next thing on the list is I have a confession to make, Glyn. Oh, no, you didn't break it, did you? I'm a size queen. Oh, I know you're a size <laughs> queen, dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> Man, I have been shooting with this 150 to 500 for the last couple of weeks, and oh man, what brand of what brand of 150 to 500? Oh, sorry, is that? sorry. Good point. It is a Tamron 150 to 500 mil lens. And many thanks to the guys at Blonde Robot, the Australian importer. <clears throat> what are we not allowed um, to say that? Yeah, you are. Oh. Oh, 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 and, 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 and to, it for you, and to Glenn Lavender for organising it. Yes, <laughs> I was getting to it. You've got to get your priorities right. First up, get the brand name right. Then all power and all thanks to Glenn and also Tamron Australia and Bond Robot Employee. So, yeah, so I've been playing with this for the last couple of weeks and just absolutely love it. Having never shot with anything longer than 200 mil. Oh, actually, that's not true. Back in the my early, early days, I had a 300 mil kit lens, but that was on APS-C, so really it's about the same as a 200 mil. Yeah, and to suddenly have 500 mil, it just... Hang on, so you had a 300 mil on an APS-C, mm. 300 mil focal length. Would be the same as 200 mil on full frame. Okay, so it's like 18 to 300 something, was it? Oh, no, 300 mil fixed, you said, was it? No, 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 it wasn't fixed. It was a 70 to 300 zoom. It was like a kit lens on my old Konica Minolta 7. Then then that would be a 70 to 300 on on a full frame camera. Why? So that'd be a quick. Because that's the way it works, dude. Unless you've got like an 18 to 55 or 55 to 250, the 70 to 300 for Konica Minolta's were made for their film cameras. So therefore, it was made for oh, thirty-five okay. mil sensors. So oh, okay, all right, fair enough. So it would have been more like four fifty mil, right? Oh, okay, but anyway, never shot on five hundred mil before, and no, just that's, absolutely that is 50, love it. fifty mil more than the other one. <laughs> you <use> it, yeah. <laughs> it does look feel very, it does look and feel very different though when with a full frame sensor and everything. Yeah, on. yeah. So, so and, why do you like it? Um, I, I just think having that reach is fantastic. You know, if you've never had that sort of reach before, it's it's just great to be able to zoom in on stuff that you normally can't get close to. Sadly, I, I went down to the beach last Sunday with it, hoping to see some people surfing. Oh, well, so hey, <laughs> I hope you see some people what? Ocean was flat as a tack, and there was not no. one single person in two kilometres of beach... <laughs> Not one out there on a surfboard. <laughs> I I just ended up, you know, just shooting a couple of people walking along the beach and shot some wildflowers that were growing on the dunes. And, yeah, but I just, I don't know, I just really like it. And, and yeah. even though 6.7 doesn't sound particularly wide aperture, you know, at the long end, at 500 mil, you still get really nice bokeh with Oh, absolutely, yeah. With that. Especially when you're shooting close up to stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah I'm, they're a hell, hell of fun lenses to use. They're yeah. Really, yeah, I mean, and hefty. You know, I'm going to look oh, like yeah, Schwarzenegger by the time I get back from Alaska. But <laughs> the um, the ability to completely change how you see the world can't be understated, right? And so, so being able to look through a lens like that, and all of a sudden, everything in the world looks different. Yeah, how, how great is that for a creative person? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's worth the price of admission alone, you know. Just, just as an example, you know, I, I went to the area between Terrigal and Womberal, which is this long sort of curved beach, like I said, a couple of kilometres between the two. And and when I was at Womberal, I looked back towards Terrigal and at 500 mil I could bring in the Terrigal Surf Club, 
you know, which was over a kilometre away. Yeah. And, you know, and I could see individual people on the beach in the foreground in front of the Terrigal Surf Club. And it's just, you know, that's the kind of view that I, you, you, you couldn't get that on a 200 mil, at least no, not without no. a massive crop. Yeah. And, and even, and, and and even if you did... have the same effect anyway. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. So just, yeah, things like that it was just... Yeah, a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward yeah. to Alaska. It's going to be going to be great. A lot of people, a lot of people think that you know, cropping gives you the same effect, but it's not remotely the same. No, effect. No, it is not. So not even slightly. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, she's been up in Alaska for the last couple of months, is running photo tours, and she posted a, a little iPhone footage the other day. And I thought of you yep. because there, there she's got this beautiful lake in front of her yep. and massive mountain range on the other side of the lake. And then on the other side of the lake, there's like a little spit of land. At the very end of the spit of land, there's black bear just sits and standing there. <laughs> I mean, it's like you, you couldn't have scripted this bear to walk out to a better place <laughs> at a better time. You know? Gorgeous. I mean, you just think just I – mean, and, of course, it was only an iPhone shot she was shooting, but it looked amazing on that. So yeah, could, right. Uh, well, it was iPhone video. It wasn't even a photo. Yeah. Uh, so I can only imagine what the photo is going to look like, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah. yeah, she's she's been up there, you know, shopping amazing photos of whales and awesome, yeah, you know, flying over glaciers. She, she she spends about three months a year, I think it is, up there running photo tours. Yeah, so, nice. Um, she uh, she has. Uh, so if you, if anyone wants to do a, a photo tour to Alaska, um, the Magic of Alaska photo tour, it's called. Nice, uh, Lisa Langell, L A N G E double L, and um, beautiful looking into, lovely lady, awesome. But uh, just got over a battle of cancer a couple of years ago. Oh, Poor girl, that's so, not good. Yeah, no. so yeah, so we leave in eight days, and uh, yeah, I cannot, uh, I cannot wait. I am just, <laughs> I'm really getting excited now. You know? Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it, I've been excited about it the whole time, but the closer you get to it, the more oh, course, it really starts. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm counting the counting the sleeps now. I, I, I've always been a bit weird. Yes, you have. Yeah, I thought I'd just <laughs> say that. No, no, I've, always, I've always been a bit weird that uh, the the most fun of almost any trip I've ever done. Yeah. The most fun is that leading week before you go. Right. <laughs> Not the actual being there. I, I don't know whether I'm a bit of a sociopath, and uh, the, the places don't leave me cold. But it's like, yeah, well, I'm here. I'm, yeah, it's it, it's expected. It, it's it's just like I'm doing it. I think know? it's but is it because it goes from is, the fantasy that you have in your mind. To suddenly the reality, and maybe the reality is not always living up to the no, fantasy. Well, no. The reality can be great. It just doesn't. It just doesn't excite me in the same level as the yeah, build up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's only uh, the only place I've ever been to where the feeling of being there was as good felt, as the lead up, or, or felt good, felt something was uh, Airs Rock Uluru. Yeah, right. Uh, and, where there was a, 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 a resonance or something that that felt. This place is pretty cool, yeah, right. you know. But the rest, of, and I've been to some pretty amazing places, and done, and it's still, you know, doesn't leave me cold. And it's not I'm not enjoying myself. It's just that it doesn't go. It doesn't give me that wow. Oh my god, I'm doing it. And it's just, I, and I've always think maybe it's just I, I just expect to be doing it. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. This is what I do. So therefore, why get excited about it? Yeah. Oh, right. It's weird, hmm. yeah. But it's good. It's good though from a photographer's point of view, because sometimes that overexcitement of being at a place can put you under. Oh, what do I shoot? What do I? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're if you're if you're a little bit more disassociated, you can you could be a little bit more clinical about picking out 
the interesting stuff and and, and finding and, and not trying to shoot absolutely everything, mm-hmm. but trying to yeah you know, filter out the best opportunities. And I think that may, and that could be why what happens. It could be that mindset of, of work clicks yep. in yep. and seeing and the an, the analytical side of stuff more than the oh look where I am yeah right thing yeah. It's, uh, it's possible. Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. So, with all of the aforementioned things going on um yeah obviously the alaska tour yeah packing up moving out of this house moving into a new house this will be the last podcast for probably six weeks minimum probably more like seven or eight weeks because the two weeks after i get back i'm not going to be able to spend time on a podcast because we're going to be packing this house up yeah and then after we get into the new house there's obviously going to be a little little bit of time required to set up my, my room my space and of course you know get set up so this well, could, so could you're be- going on holiday and giving the listeners a holiday as well <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to throw in this week was I saw a video for a really cool tripod, and I must have seen this about three weeks ago, and now I don't even remember what it looked like. So I'm going to actually have to open up the video. And well, you sent it to me, and I did what I did with all your your uh, emails. <laughs> I didn't look at it. You ignored it. Yeah, didn't look at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why have I, I don't want to listen to the audio. I just want to look at this tripod. I can't remember. I don't want to watch the, I don't want to watch the advert. Yeah. That's oh, a ProMaster. Is it? I know ProMaster well. I know those right. guys. The ProMaster well. Chronicle. I've been, I've been to their oh, main warehouse. That's in, right. Uh, this, this thing breaks apart into everything. So you can use it as a monopod. You can use uh-huh. it as a little desk tripod. Yeah. It, don't. Why? Oh, they're a f-ing nightmare. You lose bits. Things fall <laughs> off. You... <laughs> you were just saying you... you, you oh, okay. Oh, you I just said you knew the mean... brand. You didn't say you liked the brand, right? I know the brand. Well, <laughs> it, so uh, the brand is it's a home brand, basically. For who? For the IPI, the Independent Photo finishes i don't know what that right. stands for uh, but it's a, a, basically a huge group of u.s stores have their own brand and right. that's to allow them to make it a, a little bit more on the problem surprising they're doing a kickstarter which is interesting but yeah promaster they do everything they do everything from um yeah memory cards to bags oh, to right. lighting gear to and, and usually pretty decent stuff okay uh, they used to have they used to have their own lenses lenses were supplied by tamron and re, rebadged tamron lenses Right. So, so I, I did a, a tour around a bunch of their stores. One of their head guys took me around the west coast of America and east coast of America, I should say, and they from New York down and looked at some of their stores, went to their warehouse, all that sort of stuff. Okay. And fifteen or so years ago, maybe more. Yeah, right. I don't know, a long time. But ago. Anyway, I just I just remember seeing this video and going, oh, that's really cool. That you know, you c- it has it has this little desk tripod that is part of the center stem that you can take out. So if you just yeah. need to do a you know little desk tripod setup, you can without having to use the the whole <laughs> tripod. Uh, I can't remember where all the features that were in it. I, I know I watched the video. It's but got anyway. a handheld stabilizer, so I'd be interested to see how that, what. 
Yeah. So anyway, I'll, I'll chuck the link in the show notes for anyone that wants to check it out. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I just find from past experience, mm. tripods that have to do too many things. Right. Especially if it has lots of moving parts or parts that you know, can be separated from the, the main body. Yep. And this is probably more reflection on yeah, me than other <laughs> maybe. Yeah. If, if let's say if, it would probably never happen to someone who's a bit anal, uh, like, I don't know, you. Because <laughs> uh, they'd be so pedantic about keeping every piece together. Yeah. But I like, like you know, I've got three lenses given to me. And I, I kind of know. <laughs> I know where one is for sure because I can see it from here. The other two, I'm cu- well, one of them, I'm kind of sure I know where it is. And other- so, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big lens, Bruce. You know? It may not still be in the same postcode. Exactly. So imagine, imagine a little a little something. I mean, I'm sponsored by three-legged thing tripods, and their tripods have – I'm forever taking it back to the warehouse and say, can you put this bit back on? Can you put one of those bits? Because the things fall – I lose stuff. Yeah. I was only there a couple of weeks ago and they had to kind of rebuild the entire thing, cannibalise it from broken ones to go out the back. They probably know? just said, look here, Glenn, we'll give you a new one. <laughs> Throw these just, parts in the bin. <laughs> just. I mean, I was out in a shoot uh, for this project and and the, 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 the centre column came out of the middle of the tripod and I couldn't get it back in. Right. The sunset's yeah. going, I couldn't shoot because I, I couldn't put the tri- <laughs> on. It almost went in the river. I almost got oh, a, no. a big flying heave-ho, you know. Um, so, yeah, I I'm just always a bit worried about having too many bits that pull apart from everything else. So what can you tell me about Canon RF? Uh, well, I was just interested because we've talked in the past about how um, you know, Nikon lenses are now coming out. Well, people come out with uh, lenses for Nikon Z mount um, and the Fuji mount and all this sort of stuff, and that no- nothing's ever been – Canon have never licensed the RF third party mount, mount to, to be open. Right. Well, it, it's, in an interview they said they're, they're certainly open to uh, third-party manufacturers making lenses, but on a lens-by-lens basis. What? I know. So, yeah, we'll give you permission to use our mount for – but you have to tell us exactly what the lens is. I mean, so in other words, you've got to give away all your proprietary information to us. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So there might there might be a chance. But the biggest thing was this massive Tamron news I've got for you. Yeah. The CEO of Tamron Japan has resigned uh, oh. amid an investigation into his use of company funds for personal gain. Oh. Yeah. So Was he uh, buying Bitcoin? Worse. Well, not worse. <laughs> oh, no. He was... He was taking a third-party woman, as the host <laughs> described in the article, a third-party woman on a business trip and claimed personal expenses as company expenses. Ooh. And upon investigating, third-party woman and him had been eating and drinking with third-party woman several times a month for at least five years at Tamron's <laughs> expense. <laughs> wow. Third-party woman. And wow. so, yeah, the the, uh, the kind of – so I don't know whether he's been travelling with third-party woman, but I thought that was <laughs> – But so, and of course, I had to go straight to the comment section. And there's of not course. many, but, yeah. But third-party woman, that's putting it diplomatically. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said, there's got to be a country and western song lyric <laughs> in there somewhere. Third-party woman, third-party woman. Absolutely. Oh, my third-party woman left me. Um, what a what – a, oh, just yeah. I love the – I love the fictitious Peter Green lyric. Third party woman got me so blind I can't see. You're a third party woman trying to make a devil out of me. 
third party woman. I, I, can't, I keep getting an American woman song in my head, but third party woman. Yeah. Oh, dear. dear. That's gorgeous. I oh, know. <laughs> That, uh, and then someone said, the president and CEO can't afford to buy his own drinks? Come on. And then someone replied, third-party women cost a lot to keep happy. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, was it a third-party woman or his third-party woman or the woman he met at a third party? <laughs> so you've got to have fun with that. So on you, Mr. Tamron. You've done yourself proud. I just love the terminology, third-party woman. That is woman. awesome. It's just... Just brilliant. So that was it. That's all I got for, for, for <laughs> grappling news because I knew we'd talk a bit about your your use of the big lens. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been I have been uh, using. I must say, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last podcast. Uh, a couple of roto lights from the oh, brand. Oh yes, roto you did. Lights. You did yeah, mention yeah. those. So I've been having a bit of a fiddle with those of late. Nice. Uh, but, but as soon as I can stop coughing and my lungs out and my kids aren't sick anymore, I'm going to start actually taking some photos. So nice. Maybe have some news on those by next podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, if, I, if I don't put them in a drawer somewhere and forget where they are. <laughs> I forgot. I strapped them to the front of the car. That's right. That's right. I needed new headlights. Pretty marvellous. Yeah, those driving it's just, lights. And it's, it's just a bugger when is, the batteries go flat at 3 a.m. And the good thing is you can, from inside the car on the app, you can change it to whatever colour you want. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can you have them alternating blue and red? <laughs> well, you, can, you can make them. Yeah, well, this is a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. You can make them. You can make them flash like lightning as well, which is really confuse oncoming traffic, wouldn't it? <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Oh, oh dear. Well, my friend, you go and have a bloody marvelous holiday. I will. Uh, I will. B- b- before we sign off, I will very quickly oh. say Paul Sutton did send me a bunch of links. Uh, I will quickly read out the, uh, the the titles. I, for one, welcome my AI. I overlords, three hundred dollars for a day's work as a pro photographer. Yeah, that sounds about right if you're lucky. World Cup of Cycling and the Tour de France, the oldest pictures from NYC, and the first surviving photo from Chernobyl. Interesting. Sorry, Paul, I have had so much on my plate. I've not had a chance to look at any of those stories, but I will put the links in the show notes for anyone that wants to check them out. All right, mate. Well, you enjoy your six or eight week break. Bon voyage. Thank you, mate. <laughs> bon nuit. Yes. Bon bon. And all the other bonds. Yeah, and thank you for the lens. That's right, dude. Um, hope you get some great shots with it and yeah. looking forward to I'm looking forward to criticising the crap out of them when they get back. I know that you will. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's my bestest possible wish for you. What's that? May you take. So many good photos, even I can't critique them. <laughs> they are so good that there's nothing can be said about them to improve upon them. I certainly hope so. May, man, may you have that type of trip. Thank you. And, and looking at how hot it is up there at the moment, so absolutely blisteringly hot, um, you're probably not going to have too much problem with well, rain. Vancouver yeah. is certainly feeling the heat at the moment, but Anchorage is not. So Alaska will be sort of... 10 to 15 degree days and yeah. you know pretty chilly nights but yes no. i think i think once we get back down to vancouver yeah things will be a lot warmer so uh, I, I had a friend of mine um escape the desert heat of palm springs the other day right because um, it, was, it was 120 degrees fahrenheit that day it was going to be 
Wow. So he went to Los he went to Los Angeles for a few days and got hit by a hurricane. Oof. Then an earthquake. Yeah. Oh, this is one day. Wow. A hurricane, earthquake, and then they had to evacuate the hotel for a tsunami warning. Wow. So, so wow. If, if it's not the end of times, I don't know what is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Crazy Sheesh. stuff. Anyway. So may you not have any tsunami, hurricane, um, uh, earthquake days. I certainly hope not. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, mate. We'll look after yourself time. and we will, will uh, talk to you in a couple of months. Absolutely. All Bye, right. everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com. 